So, fun fact, recently, uh, Audio Boy was at a wedding uh, and he had to get up and sing a song, much to his uh, dismay. Chagrin. Yeah, I was, yeah, sure, chagrin, dismay. Uh, and that uh, happily leads us into our current topic of this episode, where we're going to talk about movies with songs in them. Play the intro! It's meandering movies, it's meandering movies, it's meandering movies, so won't you lend an ear? So today, everyone, on this wonderful podcast in which I have to have lots of energy, we have a sick Gary. Say Hello. hi, Gary. Um, yeah, full disclosure, guys, I'm ill. I got a cold yesterday. And then Man flu. It's gotten. It's just. I'm. I'm ill. Okay. So I'm going to be here in more in spirit than in mental capacity. So much to the joy of everyone out there who's listening, <laughs> I'm going to be doing most of the talking apparently. And every so often, Gary's just going to talk about frogs, scrotums, uh, and if he has one testicle or not. That's the mystery apparently. This is what we Question talked about before day. we started recording. Question of the day: How many testicles do I have? <laughs> Place your bets now, listeners, and we'll reveal the answer at the end of the show. Because apparently it's quite a hot topic in Gary's family. But <laughs> some know the answer and some don't. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, on today's episode, uh, we are going to be discussing films. There's been a recent... What's your name? Oh, my name <laughs> is... Jin... Fun. Jin Fun Gav. This is, this is awful watching you flounder. <laughs> And I'm Gary. I'm sick, Gary. You're a sick Gary. I'm a sick boy. Uh, so there has yeah, been a recent, films a recent run of films. Uh, not musicals. Not musicals per se, per se, but they've had musical moments they, to them. Which I think, did we talk about this fairly recently? They're jukebox musicals. Yes. I, think, oh, I can never remember. I, we talk about so much shit, I can never remember if we talk about things on mic or not. And of course not. you're sick, so it makes it even more fun. <laughs> How the fuck are you going to do a quiz tonight? That's what I can't oh. You're going to do it. Nope. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> this year alone, we've had uh, films like Bohemian Rhapsody, Rocketman, Bohemian Yesterday, last year. and just recently I went and saw the film Blended by the Light. If anyone was not aware of this film, it's a British film about a Pakistani boy in the late 80s, I want to say like 1987, who discovers Bruce Springsteen. And so while everyone else is listening to all the pop stars of the time, he starts listening to Bruce Springsteen. So who, who is... Accuracy. Who was the pop stars of the late seventies? Let's look at Audio Boy for that. Beach Boys. Sorry, what what generation? Se- late nineteen eighty seven in Britain. What were the pop? Eighty seven. Like a uh, Pet Shop Boys were the number one. Oh, okay. Single at that Duran time. Duran Duran, Banana Rama. Um, oh, I man. mean Bruce Springsteen as well. <laughs> but yeah. he w- he wasn't the he was not in the UK. What did the parents would listen deal. to maybe? Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. So this this sixteen year old Pakistani boy discovers Bruce Springsteen. Sorry, this is. In my world of being a popular party DJ on on the side, the, you're just naming bands that are, as far as I'm concerned, in the same age group. Okay, but in the context of this movie, that wasn't the case, apparently. It's based upon a true story. Uh, well, at that point, Springsteen had been on the go for like 15, 20 years. Right. 15. 15 years. He was old and out of touch to young British children. When did he write Summer of 69? Oh, fuck, Summer of 69. Wait a minute, That's though. Brian Adams. Is that Brian Adams? Yeah. What did Bruce Springsteen do? Born to Run. Baby, you're born to run. That's the one. 
What was that one we listened to last night with Courtney Cox in the music video? Dancing in the Dark. Dancing in the Dark. Ah, uh, oh, Dancing in the Dark hungry is a heart. shoe. Hungry heart. Everybody has a hungry heart. So yeah, Everybody so- but Simpson fart. <laughs> what? That's the lyrics to that one. I don't think it is. <laughs> and so yeah, for the entirety, uh, I guess... Sorry, yeah. before you continue, I looked into this. When Brian Adams wrote Summer of 69, he was like... I don't, well, he wrote it way after, but when he was born, and then him writing the summer of '69, he would have only been like twelve or thirteen. So he's a liar. He's a fucking liar. <laughs> it fucks me off that. A lot of things fuck you off. I've learned since doing this podcast. He would have been ten years old. Ten years old. <laughs> Singing about the summer of '69 like it was the fucking best hey, days of our life. And they tried really hard. Jimmy quit, and Joey got married. Age ten. Joey got married. Age yeah. ten. I mean, Does that not infuriate you? No, but Brian it, Adams has fucking lied to us. I mean, most music are just full of lies. Like, yeah, not all of it. Yeah, most of it. It's a whole bunch of lies. California Girls by Katy Perry. She's a fucking liar. Is she even from LA? And she's like middle of America. Taylor Swift, the fucking ultimate lie. Started off as a country singer, now does fucking pop music. Fucking. That was the old, the old a beat and switch. Started off the bottom, now I'm here. He wasn't the bottom. He was in a fucking popular Canadian sitcom. He was fine from <laughs> very ever, early on. He overcame a disability, to be fair. He couldn't walk. He was Who? in a wheelchair. Drake? Yeah, on the TV show, he was oh, in a right. wheelchair. <laughs> it's like a damn. What are they? They fixed him. Also, he's a alleged pedophile, so, you know, fuck him. Oof, I know, right? Yeah. Try telling people that like Drake that, though. So, oh, Blinded by the Light. Uh, well. It's yet another musical-based film where it just... It's fine I guess yeah. it, for what it was like the film kind of spins its wheels and doesn't really have a direction for a long time and well, is it, it a, a rom-com comedy rom, rom- yeah, that's the thing it's like it's both it both tackles racism because of course it's a Pakistani family in the 80s in Britain so you've got that, that element then he, he there's a love angle where he falls for yeah. his girl and then there's the angle of uh, his parents kind of being overbearing and stopping him from wanting to do what he wants to do. Yeah. And the film just tries to do a lot of things. And is he he's 16, you said? He's 16, yes. Okay. But it, it's just a lot of, we don't have something to do for this scene, so we'll just press play on a Bruce Springsteen song and just make a scene out of it. And that's kind of what the film does a press lot. Press play on the Bruce Springsteen song, get a yeah. shot of him running down the street. Literally, that's it. Where it's like, you, play, you press play and then him and his friends run down the street and then there's just a random, like... Uh, they just start dancing in the middle of the street. The song plays and they mime along to the words. So it's like, these films are just getting really tiresome. They're just trite, aren't they? They're trite and they're Well, what they're doing is, what I feel that these films are doing now is they're just bouncing off of the success of these songs and just not really doing anything with a movie of substance. Because... I'm just going to mention Bohemian Rhapsody once and then I'm not going to go back to it because we could spend, I could spend days. That film is fully just like, hey, here's their story, but it's really just, here's the songs you like with some, I guess... Some nice visuals. Some bland plot. I mean, there's not even nice visuals. And some okay performances. Rocket Man's another situation. It's like, hey, everyone loves these Elton John songs. So it's just like, everyone loves these Elton John songs. And yes, some of the visuals in that... Uh, by Dexter Fletcher are pretty good but it's again just people enjoying the the songs in the film itself not really being a yeah. substance yesterday another yesterday example is good. yesterday Rocketman it, they're all so easy to get swept up in the music because they're especially because I mean, they're dealing with the Beatles Elton John Bruce Springsteen like 
some of the biggest bands and musicians and songs in and, history. And, and songs that have been around for so long that it's impossible to not have a connection yeah, on, on some yeah, emotional level. There's going to be that Elton John song that you know, there's going to be that Beatles song. Oh, that, that you know, they're, all, they're all connected to so many good memories. Because yeah. it's, ah, oh, the last, ah, oh, I remember this because my friend's wedding, they played this. It's like, of course they fucking did. It's... It's a piece of history. They play it at every fucking wedding. Like it's such an easy way to incite uh, an, an emotional response because because obviously you're gonna music's like it. It's just kind of intrinsically music's tied to music. memory and yeah experiences. And for all four of those films, there's I, I can vividly remember a moment in each one where it was like I was kind of oh this this isn't actually that, but I'm kind of enjoying. And I went oh wait no. I'm not enjoying this film. <laughs> I'm enjoying the music. Yeah, Because yeah, there was yeah. a moment last night when I was watching Blinded by the Light, and I was like, actually, this isn't too bad. And I went, oh, wait, hold on a sec. It's because they're a montage moment, and their Blue Springsteen song is playing, <laughs> and it's a fucking banger of a tune, and I'm fucking getting swept up by the song. Whereas the film, the characters, the story, are very just kind of... Generic and plain. Plain and not really... I mean, with Blinded by the Light, it tried to do something, but it took so long to get there mm. that it just felt like it wasted so much time when it could have been focusing on some really hard-hitting stuff but it just never and rocket man's the same it's like with the uh, elton john's struggle with drugs and alcohol it was it, yeah it, rocket man was having the one <coughs> excuse me <coughs> rocket man was having the one who i was surprised they dealt with as much of that stuff i definitely thought it was gonna i went into that thinking it was gonna be elton john's self-congratulatory yeah Oh, my life's been so great. And then, granted, it was that to a degree. <laughs> but he really, like, it spent so much it did, time it on just his showed, addiction. Uh, it certainly showed the, the darkness that he went through. But at, at the same time, it would then cut into a musical number and completely yeah. push aside the themes that it was just tackling and go, hey, here's this song now, everybody, and sing along. It's just like, no, like, fucking tell your story. Like, yeah. don't just... It's so frustrating, these movies now. And they continue to... And I guess I know why these continue to work. is because people go see them and they think they're enjoying... Well, I guess I can't say that they think they're enjoying it because people might actually be enjoying it. But it's just a case of, like, it's the songs, people. Yeah. It's not these movies. Yet You look at yesterday and we did a review for it in our July movie roundup. July roundup. We were both just like, it's fine. It's If you take out those Beatles songs, it's nothing. It's a nothing movie. Yeah. And the lead character's unlikable and the story's just so meh that would be a really interesting concept actually taking every single one of these films and anytime one of the big hits of the band plays because you could do you could you could cut yesterday in a way that you get every single plot uh, plot point and story beat without Beatles songs being played over the top of it and it's the same with Bohemian Rhapsody Rocket Man and if you did that it would be interesting to find out if people still enjoyed the films or not because I mean there's I don't know if you've seen the trailer for it when going to the cinema, but there's the up. Uh, I think it's happened already. There was the Rocket Man sing along yeah, screenings yeah, yeah. where people go along and just sing along in the movie. One, I'd rather put nail guns <laughs> on either side of my head and just pull the triggers until I run out of nails than go to that. But two, it's just like well, that's what these films are at this point. They're just they're just hyping you up with the music and the film is secondary. And just yeah, it's making an experience out of a rather than making a movie. Yeah, yeah, and I would. Have you seen Saw the Musical? You can buy tickets for it now. Saw the Musical. Saw, no, sorry, not Saw the Musical. The Saw Sing Along. What, what the movies Saw? Would they torture and kill people? Yeah, I'd, honestly, I don't know. I seen the advert for it. Right, Saw Sing Along. What? Because you're right. I I thought 
I've seen it. There's a sing-along screening of Saw happening in Glasgow next month. It's 3rd of July, so it's happening in August. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. I'm reading through this article very quickly. I, I, I can't even begin to guess what you would be singing along to. I think like Linkin Park did a song for one of the movies. Do you want to go? No. Sunday? Absolutely not. The 18th? There's oh, no, I'm there's, busy that day doing no, but there's no so, something. There's no music in there. Is there? Is there any songs in Saw? I, I, thought see, it's I think I've, I've seen the first two. And then after that, it's only ever been people's, like, the pretty much it guys on YouTube have watched their video of them watching the Saw movies. Find out more information and I'll think about it. <laughs> okay, wait. Wait, okay. What it is... Oh, God. No, this does sound terrible now. What it is, is it's scenes from the movie reenacted by people and drag queens with songs. What? <laughs> you Here's the most amazing thing, is you just explained that to me, and I'm more confused after the explanation than I was when I didn't know anything. Yeah, so it's Glasgow Live. So it's not the movie, it's an acting troupe playing out scenes with songs. Here's a fun story. Recently, I, I found myself in Edinburgh during the Edinburgh Fringe. Mm. And I've never really experienced the Edinburgh Fringe. I've never been. I'm, I've always wanted to go. Uh, well, this might change your mind. Oh. Uh, because the majority, I didn't go to, I went to one show. Yeah. Which I ended up becoming a part of that show. That was quite fun. I'll tell you that story later, maybe. Uh, was it a sex show? No. Because then I wouldn't have been brought up on stage because I would have just embarrassed everyone else with my skills. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, the Edinburgh Fringe is done. This man has proven us all <laughs> to be inferior love machines. It's like a baby's arm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I went to one show, but outside of that, the majority of the Edinburgh Fringe that I experienced is just a bunch of desperate drama students just acting like complete cunts in the middle of the street for most of the day and just being so annoying. That's my experience with the Edinburgh Fringe. Great. Good sell. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. If you ever want to go to Edinburgh Fringe, Gavin's Review, don't. Or just find little wee shows off the beaten path. I might do the Edinburgh Fringe. We should do Edinburgh Fringe next year. Live podcast. Oh, I mean, we could we could submit to try and be a part of the end of the finish. Do you think we could do that? Yes. Shall we? Yeah, why the fuck not? Fuck yeah. From some of the shit that I saw out there, <laughs> we could easily get on there and be more popular. There was literally one, there was like a group of students in this little bandstand area, and he was singing, and they were playing instruments, but the music didn't match up with what he was... I think, oh, he was doing spoken poetry while they were playing this kind of melodic... And I was just like, none of this works. It's awful. I need to find a bar far away from you while I, so I can drink and not hear you. And, and it's funny that music can both make a bad film seem good and also ruin a day in Edinburgh. Yeah, it can. And that's the power of song. What? There must be a good jukebox musical out there. Across the universe. What was that? Uh, the Beatles. It's a, it's a proper jukebox musical, though. In that I have a list here. Do you want me to go through them? Yes, I'll tell you which ones are good. The very first one of note that I've got here of is note. Singing in the Rain. Yes. Fucking banger. Wait, is that a jukebox? That's not just a... Featuring popular songs from the 1920s and 30s. 
Oh, okay. I just straight up. Every time I've watched that film, I thought all of those songs were made for Singing in the Rain. They came like 20 years before. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. It's a fucking solid movie. It is. Gene Kelly? Mm -hmm. Rita Repulsa? (laughs) No. I think Rita something's in there. Yeah, but Rita Repulsa's from Power Rangers. (laughs) 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 Really fucking weird. Gene Kelly and Rita Repulsa (laughs) in Singing in the Rain. I'm singing those teenagers with attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that movie. We should do a fucking Glasgow live of singing in the rain, but with Rita Repulsa and it's a drag queen. <laughs> That's what we'll do at Edinburgh Fringe. The, you the, can be Rita Repulsa, I'll be Gene Kelly. In the original Power Rangers, what I love about... I will be the lamppost. <laughs> okay, you be the lamppost. Yes. What I love about the original Power Rangers, when you watch it now... Season one kicks off and all of the background of everything you need to know about the Power Rangers happens in the 30 second intro sequence. So you find out that Rita Repulsa wakes up on the moon. Zordon needs teenagers with attitude. Pow! Cue the intro music. That's it. That's the whole setup to to years worth of the Power Rangers. Do you know what that is? That's Japanese efficiency and American (laughs) cheapness. Coming hand in hand and working perfectly together like a gun to just shoot you in the face with everything you need to know right there and then. What a fucking... Like, what a terrible remit for some... All right, guys, we're drafting for the army. We've got the biggest threat to American soil since the Viet Cong. I don't know. I don't know history. Desert Storm, maybe? Desert Storm, whatever. Biggest threat since something that was even bigger. It's crazy. The Cold War. What do you need from us, Captain? We'll go out there and we'll get whatever you need. And rather than saying, I need the best and most fierce warriors that you can possibly find. I need five teenagers. Uh, Okay, sir. Any prerequisites? No, just any five teenagers. Five teenagers with attitude. It's like, sir, I could throw a rock in any direction and if I had a teenager they've got fucking attitude have you met teenagers before yeah they're just baking in attitude and you know what is even more ridiculous then you meet the Power Rangers Tommy Trini I can't wait to see if you can get all these Tommy Trini Billy Zach the pink one Roberta no what was the pink ranger Sadie Margaret. Oh, man. What was the Pink Ranger's name? Do you remember? No, of course I don't. God damn it. Lorlina. It wasn't Lorlina. Anyway, my point being, Kimberly. Damn, Trini and Kimberly. Oh, so close. Uh, my point being that you meet those five, Trini, and none of them have attitude. In that TV show, they're so nice and American yeah, pie. Sure. Pleasant. And pleasant and just, hey, Billy, let's get you up. I know the bullies just knocked you on your ass, but we're, we ain't going to beat the bullies up. But we'll have a we'll just have a stern word with them, and maybe speak to the principal. Oh, cheers, Tommy. Appreciate that. I just love friend. the idea of Jason. Zord- Tommy. Tommy was White Ranger. Why has he got to be white? I just like the idea that Zordon. White these power. Five Ranger. Oh, <laughs> is he wearing a cloak? That these five teenagers show up. He's like, hey, here we go, Zordon. Here's your here's your, your teenagers. Here's your teenagers. You found the least attitude-filled <laughs> teenagers ever. But now they've seen my face, so I have to fucking hire them, I guess. <laughs> yeah, fucking idiot. We have to hire them, or we're going to have to murder five teenagers again, Alpha. Is that what you want? No, Zordon, please! And, like, they're, they're just so nice. That I'm like, I just couldn't <sighs> kill them. They're just so... They, they brought cookies. Yeah. Fuck, and I can't eat them because I'm a big fucking chimp. But big they brought cookies anyway, and it's the thought that counts. 
Bulk and Skull are the best villains in any TV show. And they have the best villain theme tune. You remember so much more. I fucking love the Power Rangers. Of course you do, you big child. They're redoing it. I know they are. But they're, not re- they're redoing it, but not with the actors from the, t- the reboot. Yeah, they're, like re- they're re- rebooting the recent reboot. It's a reboot reboot. Because let's be honest, that, I mean, I never saw it, but... I heard it, it was. I heard it was not good. It's nah. It's all right. It's like hundred percent. You if you can let go of all I heard nostalgia. It's just Chronicle if it was Power Rangers. Yeah, you got to let go of all nostalgia and watch it as its own thing. And as its own thing, it stands. It's enjoyable. It's not great, but it's enjoyable. Um, Here's a question. But the, what I didn't understand, and then you can ask a question: is they're re they're re rebooting it now? But all of the actors that were in it are now about three times more famous than they were. So. I mean, it's got that kid from Stranger Things season two and three who plays the Dakery Montgomery. That's a fucking name. That he's a fucking specimen. Steady on. Oof. I don't know if he's of age. He's he is a good looking man. Yeah, look him up, Philip. <laughs> thank, thank me later. Uh, Your question. Do you think if they were to introduce popular pop songs into the Power Rangers franchise, that maybe the movies would do better? The only song you need during the Power Rangers is one that starts with a banging speed metal <laughs> solo. Go, go, Power Rangers! Go, go, Power Rangers! Go get fucking Ed Sheeran to do it. Get Mastodon to do it. Or Dragon Force. Oh, yeah, please get Mastodon to do it. <laughs> but they'll get fucking Ed Sheeran instead. Oh, He'll just do some cool. like whiny, melodic, she was the one, we are the Power Rangers, I love you. Fuck off, you're... Get out of your movie. I can't believe they got Ed Sheeran to do the end credit song for the law, the Battle of the Hobbits. The Battle of the Five Armies. Battle I of... see fire. What did I call that? The Battle of the Hobbits? <laughs> Sorry, was that Ed Sheeran or Elvis? <laughs> what was that? I see fire. <laughs> uh, okay, right. Uh, second film on Jukebox Musical. <laughs> it's a whole bunch of singing in the rain. Then we went to Power Rangers. <laughs> oh. Right. Next I'm up. sober. There's a whole bunch of Beatles ones. So it's like Hard Day's Night, Help, Yellow Submarine, which is fantastic. Yellow Submarine is good. I've not seen any of these. It's great. Yellow Submarine's a trip. Yeah. Well, you must have, you've seen, I guarantee you'll have seen things based off Yellow Submarine because it gets taken the piss out of constantly. Uh, Dewey Cox, Walk Hard Story. Yeah. The bit where they go and take acid with the Beatles and Um, then it goes into that weird animated bit. That's Yellow Submarine. I'm not Googling Yellow Submarine. You should. My favourite joke in all of the Dewey Cox walk story, and it's an ongoing joke that goes on throughout the film, is when every time they meet a new celebrity, obviously it's not that celebrity and it's nowhere near a good representation of that celebrity. So every single actor doing the celebrities, it's that, the you know, the, the one rule of when you're doing impressions is don't say who you are. Yeah. Except in the Walkout Jimmy Cox story, they meet the, oh my God, you're Paul McCartney from the Beatles. Paul McCartney. Yes, I am Paul McCartney from the Beatles. Paul McCartney, who's from Liverpool. Hi, that's me. That's a pretty good Paul McCartney. <laughs> but they just do it fucking constantly. When he meets uh, the guy that plays Malcolm in the Middle, and he's Buddy Frankie. Holly. That's it, Frankie. Buddy Holly. He meets him, he's like, oh my God, you're Buddy Holly. Exact same thing. Malcolm in the Middle, Frankie Rooney. is like, hi, yeah, it is me. I'm Buddy Holly from... Buddy Holly in the earth. <laughs> just every time. Imagine if that's how the world worked. Every time you met someone, they introduced themselves. Repeatedly. I mean, it would actually make life a lot easier because I don't remember people's names. Anyway. Oh, man. As the quiz master, the amount of people that come to my quizzes on a weekly basis who know me because I introduce myself at the beginning of every oh, yeah. night as quiz hey, master I'm Gary. Gary. Yeah. 
and then they talked for years at a time and then eventually they're like oh you should come to my thing uh, add me on Facebook and I go cool it's been two years and now I have to do the awkward thing of saying what is your what is your name yeah, that's a, by that's the way that, yeah, that you I, do that with us huh? oh yeah definitely <laughs> there was a long long period of time in which you did not know my name I knew Ryan you knew Ryan I knew Ryan first you knew Claire because of her whole Claire our, our full Claire name Claire Louise but you didn't you definitely didn't know my name no didn't know his name for didn't know ages. his name I mean some people still don't know his name because <laughs> we, we don't use it most of the time <laughs> yeah definitely so yeah, it's just a Jordan. Oh. I knew Jordan early because she added me on Facebook. She oh, got in. So yeah, I just don't have Facebook. You don't have Facebook. Next on the list, <laughs> Son of Dracula. What? No. What the fuck, Son of Dracula? I'm going to name a lot of things you don't know. I've, wait, no. Well, well, I need more information about the Son of Dracula. Son of Dracula, starring Harry Nelson, uh, Ringo Starr, Freddie Jones, Dennis what? Price, Susanna Lee. Yeah, but wait, wait. What band? What music? Harry what? Nelson. Well, it was his music in a yeah. film called Son of Dracula. Yeah. Starring Ringo Starr. Yeah. That's the most mind-boggling thing I've ever heard. I mean, I feel... It's 1943. Oh, my God. Or 1974. You oh. know what you should do? See, I'm looking at the... the what do you call it? The What made you think that Ringo Starr was even alive in 1943? Well, there's two movies called <laughs> Son of Dracula. <laughs> Son of Dracula. Can I think of ones you might know? Blues Brothers, there you go. Oh yeah, Blues Brothers, Blues fucking, Brothers. Shout. That's that's fucking shout. Purple Rain. Makes sense. Or Steven Spielberg's The Color Purple. Very different movie. <laughs> Barney the Dinosaur, Purple is My Favourite Colour. Another different movie that has purple in the name. What was that? What was your input there? <laughs> one eyed one heard flying purple people eater. <laughs> I also don't a know. Song. Don't know what I'm really ill. You were meant to be in charge of yeah. this episode. Have you seen any jukebox musicals at all, apart from the ones that came out like this year? I don't know. You, you ever seen Space you, World? Yeah, uh, I've seen Space World. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, you know that scene what a movie. from the young ones when the double decker bus drives off the side of the cliff? I was Cliff, and then Cliff such, Richard starts playing. Yes, classic. I was for such a long time convinced. That that scene was in Space World <laughs> and not in the Young Ones. I was so convinced there was a scene so in Space fair. World where they drove a double decker bus off the side of a cliff and died. But what's even what's even weirder is that f- that scene isn't in Spice Girls the movie. But what scene is in Spice Girls the movie is the scene where aliens come down and the Spice Girls. I th- I think the aliens come down to blow up the planet, and the Spice Girls teach them about love, respect, and how to be at harmony with the humans of Earth. This is this brings us back to, <laughs> I really wish they drove that double-decker bus off the side <laughs> of a fucking cliff. I mean, the Spice Girls were a phenomenon, though. Yes, I know. Baby Spice, Scary I lived, Spice, Much like used spice. to, I lived in the UK when they were a thing. I mean, Audio Boy probably never experienced the Boy Spice. Spice Girls hype. What Did was you? the last one? Wait. Baby, Sporty, Ginger, Scary. Oh, Scary. Wait, I've missed another one now. Baby Sporty Ginger Scary. Posh? Posh. Posh Spice. She seems to be the only one that's done all right for herself. Because she married David Beckham. Yeah, she's now- she didn't do all right for herself. She married into money and then... Well, David she already Beckham had money. And she married into more money. money. Yeah. And now they've conglomerated their money into one massive business. She's the reason of- that they, the Spice Girls will never have a comeback, though. Well, she's a businesswoman. Because she's like, no, nah, I'm never doing the Spice Girls again. We did it. We did our thing. Yeah. What are the rest of them up to? Mel B does, Scary Spice does she, like she, fitness she, she's videos. She's currently like on trial, I think. 
What? I think she assaulted someone. Fuck off. Yeah. Really? All right. Well, I mean, going. Did you watch that TV show, The Boys? Yeah. Going off of that, it tells you everything that Spice Girls have been doing. Oh yeah. Because that's an element to that show. Cherry. That's, <laughs> that's, such... a weird, that's a weird element as well. It's such a good show, though. Carl Urban just spouting Spice Girls trivia in that Cockney accent. It's a bad Cockney accent. It's fun though. It works so well for the like the tone of that show. If, if you haven't out there watch the boys it's it's probably the best superhero thing to happen in a while it is really good you know what fuck me off about season one though not that this is a tv podcast and not that we should i mean it's like a, it's a like a short film yeah but it's a short film that has the last episode missing that season needs to be one more episode this is true the, the, the way that we won't spoil anything but the way that show ends it just feels like not an ending it feels like the ending to the second last episode yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and like the thing is the the and again, no spoilers. The Homelander stuff, so fucking good, so good. But where that finishes, that's that's the that's the cliffhanger you'd expect in an episode finale, which is fine. Everything else Doesn't is just is just, just left in limbo. Yeah, they there's there's a scene where like people escape, and you're like, oh, where's that gonna go? It just ends. You're like, wait, what happened? Season what? two. Yeah. Yeah, but you're gonna have to, it's gonna be like. What September next year for season yeah. two? Well, I was talking to my mate Dave about it. The re- apparently, because I said I, I was making this whole argument. Every, everyone else I talked to says no, it's fine, and I went, no, well, it's not because if because because now if they get cancelled, well, it's now the best, the, the highest streamed uh, Amazon exclusive series ever. Really? Yeah, I can see that though. It is good. It's a good show. Yeah, and people are talking about it. And From that so- episode one, and I will say this spoiler because it's not a spoiler after this. <laughs> <laughs> Sneeze. Sorry, man. Did I just peek that out to all hell? <laughs> um, when right in the very first episode, when A Train runs through that woman, mm-hmm. holy fuck! Yeah, fuck, man. What I love about that show is it doesn't pull any punches yeah. ever. It just gets darker and darker and more fucked up. And I was just like, give me it, and more fun. Weirdly, it just gets funner and funner. Yeah, and it's so well written. Like, those characters have some real... Like, Homelander. Yeah. I think maybe the best character in that show because of just... It's like, if you're watching a god who had fallen and become Satan, it's like you're you're watching the fall of Michael from the heavens. It's it's a a trope that I really enjoy. I think that's why Watchmen did so well. Like, watching any superhero film... Where the premise is superheroes, but what if they're just as fucked as us? They're because just, they're, they still live in our world. Yeah, they still live in the real world and they still have vices like drugs, women, money. It's like. Yeah, it's, it's such a good concept, except these ones are also super powered so they can run circles around us. It's fucking brilliant. Oh, it's like, like the, that is a show that has just holds you with such tension for so long because those, anytime your normal human characters, i.e., the boys, are. In the vicinity of any of the superhero people, you're just like you're just gonna tense up. You're like <laughs> they could click their finger and yeah. turn you into mulch, and it's just it just holds you. It is good. Fun fact: I watched the Hunger Games. Uh, you poor ma- bastard! I'm gonna, I, dude. I was f- just fancied watching them. Did you? I don't know why. And first one, Jennifer Lawrence is the fucking worst part of that. Um, I mean, there's nothing good about that movie. I don't know. No, how dude, you... I disagree. That first one, after a rewatch, now I was like, that's shot really well. Like the whole film oh. is shot in, in a despairing grayscape because that's what it's meant to be putting out. It's surprisingly good. Those, I remember, I watched that first one 
and people were like so hyped for it. And I, I'd never read the book, so I had yeah. no context for it. So I just went in to watch this fucking young adult shite. And I came out and everyone was like, holy fuck, that was really good. Like, I can't wait for more. And I was like, did we watch the same movie? <laughs> it's just this bland, grey, badly acted, nothing was just Action sh- service. But the reason I'm bringing it up is Huey's in it. Is he? He's one of the tributes. Oh. He's like, uh, cause was I was watching it and then he said something and I was like, I know that voice. And I was like fiddling on my phone, looked up and there he was, all skinny and young. That's the one thing about the, the boys is outside of Carl Urban, it's a cast of like people you haven't really seen before. Which is good. Yeah, I wish I like. The actor who plays A-Train was played Will Smith's son in the second Independence Day film. Oh, is that him? And then the woman who's in charge of the big company, she's been in a whole bunch of stuff. But yeah. it's like, And then outside of those, I'm just like, I don't really know what I like. I don't really know these people. It's sometimes good. Next jukebox musical. <laughs> Can I just remind you both, this is the Meandering Movie Podcast. No, I know. I know, we, but that, think of it like a God. short series. Is that the first time we've ever really talked about a TV show? I, I suppose that's, that's Star Power Trek, Rangers. We've, we've talked with Star Trek a lot. No, you've talked about Star Trek a lot. We've talked. Also, I looked up the plot for Spice World. No mention of aliens. Are you thinking of the film Seeing Double, in which S Club 7 gets cloned? No. Um, wait, what? you seen that one. <laughs> wait, b- before we... I was... Conf- S Club 7 no, are going on tour, but it's getting too demanding, so they clone them. How many, movies, how many movies did S Club 7 have? Uh, just the one. I thought they had at least two or three. I don't know. Or maybe they had a, f- a TV yeah, lots series. Of TV series. Um, I've also got Blues Brothers 2000. Oh, yeah. Um, Love's Labour's Lost. Don't know that one. Moulin Rouge. Fucking yes. Yeah. Baz Luhrmann's Moulin Rouge and then uh, Moulin, Moulin Rouge. Gatsby. <clears throat> right, but Moulin Rouge slips into the musical category. It's a musical, but it uses music. It's, it was, it's what Baz Luhrmann did for Romeo and Juliet. Moulin Rouge and then The Great Gatsby, which is he took like old time, timey stuff, kind of period piece stuff, and then yeah. he would use modern, up to date music. Kind of like what Peaky Blinders does, where it's like it's set in like the what, 30s, but it uses music movies. from modern time. Yeah, yeah. And kind of that kind of interesting offset. Westworld? Westworld, yeah. But it's, oh, the music in Westworld is so good. Why can't that TV show be better? We have to stop talking about TV shows. Okay, but uh, also, Philip, there is the alien stuff I was talking about. I stand corrected. It wasn't in the plot on Wikipedia, though. Uh, well, I, I, I mean, just that's wanna... because it's such a fucking bizarre left field <coughs> oh, turn. Yeah. I fi- with uh, Moulin Rouge, uh, I just love that movie. I feel. Yeah. And I think. I haven't what... watched it since uh, school. But well, the great thing about Moulin Rouge is, which these new films don't have now, is I love how we're still around this topic, is Moulin Rouge has the. The style and the excitement and the kind of pace of a Baz Luhrmann film with that music. And the music yeah. is, it's not original. It's its songs already been made before, so but I, it's them done in a new style. I find this interesting because Baz Luhrmann is a director. Yes. I only so, know him from his song, Everybody Should Wear Sunscreen. What? That's, I like until you said Baz Luhrmann directed Moulin Rouge, I did not know that. I mean, I believe Baz Luhrmann started in theatre, right? Doing a lot of stage performance stuff, and you know the song I'm talking about. No, everybody's free to wear sunscreen. Nope. It's just really nice, calming, chilled, like background noise, and then I assume Baz Luhrmann talking about life and philosophy and how you shouldn't be down on yourself because you know 
it's like it, takes, it takes everyone different amounts of time to get to where they need to be, and everybody should wear sunscreen. I think I need to listen to this song. It's a fucking great song. I could use that. Wait a second, guys. I'm going to turn my mic off to blow my nose again. And I'm just not going to say anything. Next cheap um, musical. So I think the next oh, film on the... here is probably most similar to these ones that you're fed up with, uh, which is Ray. Ray is a film... 2004, about with Ray Charles. And abs- I mean, Ray brings into yeah. these fucking the world of music biopics, which, good God, I could... Oh. Ray has a brilliant performance by Jamie Foxx. I was about to say Jamie Lee Foxx, because <laughs> it's Jamie Lee Foxx, Jamie Lee Curtis. Are. Jamie Lee Curtis. But Jamie Foxx... Deli- Can you imagine that recasting? Fucking <laughs> 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 Jamie Lee Curtis is... Raid Charles Thank you Um, Sorry Aside Another TV aside A lot of TV in this episode today When Abed and Community Dresses up like Jamie Lee Curtis It's Uncanny Frightening It's Bizarre Also his Nicolas Cage impression (laughs) His Nicolas Cage That that whole episode Where they get them to dress up like celebrities Every single one of them is Spot on Britta As Michael Jackson Is another fucking Perfect. And Troy is also as Michael Jackson. <laughs> and all these people have been in movies, so it still counts. They have all been in movies. Uh, yeah. Jamie Foxx, astonishing performance, but it's the same problem that all these music biopics have. It has to span too much time. It has to cram in all the songs you know. And in the end, there's no substance. There's no plot. It's just songs that you know with a kind of basic story. Weird add-ons array. Did you see that Bruce Lee film with Bob Hoskins? Unleashed. Morgan Freeman, Bob Hoskins, maybe not Bruce Lee, sorry. Jet Li. Idiot. You racist bastard. No, I, the Lee got me. I was, it, when I said Bruce Lee, I was like, it's not spelled like that. I was like, which which Lee is it? Jet Li. Jet Li, Bob Hoskins, Morgan Freeman. Seen that? Unleashed? Jet Li's a martial artist. Of course and he is. Bob Hoskins. He's not exactly going to be a chef. Bob Hoskins has a collar that he keeps Jet Li. He keeps a collar on his neck. And when... Bob Hoskins goes to do his racket gangster shit. They go, I ain't paying you no money, Bob Hoskins. And he takes the collar off and he's like, get him. And Jet Li goes all sick on them. He's like a guard dog. And then eventually they go down to this old piano maker played by Morgan Freeman. And the piano maker is blind, but is the like a great pianist. And I remember watching it thinking, why have you... Made him Ray Charles, but he's not Ray Charles. Like, why have you made it so close to Ray Charles? There's no need for it. It's there's such a weird. They're obviously drawing the parallel, but they can't call him Ray Charles. In uh, my many movie travels, of which there's been a a fair few, I have spent time with Jet Li, not personally, just with his movies. Yeah, but it would be nice if it was personal. Uh, apparently, he's ill. Get well soon, Jet Li. Uh, We're rooting for you, man. <laughs> you're a boy. Peace, love. You're, you're part of the Meander movie crew. Yes. <laughs> Me, Gary, Audio Boy, Jetly. Yeah, he's just in the odd episode. He we just want you to know that, like, when you listen to this sick in hospital uh, and you asked us to do this shout out, we tried to make it as natural as possible, but we love you, Jetly. Respect and love. Respect and love. Good vibes. Uh, so, so, so to summarise, the cast of the Meandering Movie podcast is myself, Gary, Audio Boy, Jet Li, and Brendan Fraser. And together, Fraser. the five of us will take over the world. Together, the five of us make Captain Planet. He's a hero. Also, the picture of Brendan Fraser with a horse. We have to have the horse here as well. 
Fuck me, that photo. So oh, good. That's going up this uh, week yeah, on my Facebook. With, with my many movie travels, I've spent time with Jet Li, and uh, I have seen a lot of Jet Li movies, and I couldn't, for the life of me, distinguish one from the other, because it's just a lot of... I he, mean, one's got Bob Hoskins and Morgan Freeman in it. <laughs> so there could be another one with Bob Hoskins and Morgan Freeman. You don't know with Jet Li movies, because it's just like, here's a bizarre plot, and Jet Li kicks things in it at least with a Jackie Chan film there's easy ways to distinguish them I feel with Jet Li movies a lot of them yeah. is just like an adjective as the title and then reasons to happen for him I've to seen something. I'm with you because uh, what's the other one <clears throat> there's another Jet Li film where uh, I want to say it's like Romeo maybe oh Rome somebody must die. Romeo must die sure I, yeah anyway whole film goes on it, a thousand reasons to show martial arts scenes yep what else are they um and then in the final scene they do you know that you know what more combat 10 made famous where the fatalities go slow-mo and then it, you see the yeah. fist hit the face and then all the bone crack in an x-ray it did that and i remember watching it being like that was awesome i was like give me another one of them and it just, no, it just does it once. It shows you a guy's spine breaking because Jet Li kicks him in the head. Do you know why that is? Because <laughs> they spent all of their money on that one effect and thought, fuck it, we don't have the time or money to do it again. Yeah, moving on. But it's a good scene. Jet Li roundhouse kicks a guy as he's falling in the head and the guy's spine snaps. <laughs> what, a, what a way to go, though, right? <laughs> Next, roundhouse jukebox. kicked while an x-ray machine just happens to be in the corner <laughs> so you can see it all happen next jukebox musical walk the line with uh, Tom Hiddleston gotta be one of the best wait what Dewey Not Cox Tom Hiddleston nope Dewey you're Cox. thinking of a different film walk what's, hard no wait this is fuck. Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon what's the one that Tom Hiddleston does uh, Thor Shut up. <laughs> get, out, get away from me. Well, that's the one based on Hank Williams. Yeah, what's that one? I was thinking I'm sure it's called Walk Something as well. Dewey Cox story, Walk Hard. No, it's not the Dewey Cox story, Walk Hard. Which might be the best music biopic. I saw of. the light. I saw... Oh, God. Okay, so we'll just skip over Walk the Line because Joaquin Phoenix is great in that movie, but once again, the rest of the movie is bleh. There's uh, a lot of Jukebox musicals, I w- and I didn't notice this. I think it's because in my world... But that's quite a vague topic. I think that's the issue. Well, I think uh, you're, to- you're totally right. I think the thing is, though, in my they're, world... They're technically jukebox musicals slash music biopics. And most people just yeah. look at them as music biopics. I wouldn't call a music biopic a, music, a jukebox musical. I think we talked about this briefly last time. Maybe. I, we talked about this, I'm sure, recently. I think there's a musical which is, I would say, like brand new music written for a film. You know, or like, I mean, like a. I think Moulin Rouge is the perfect example of a, mute box, a jukebox musical because it's like here are existing songs, but we've now put our yeah. twist and interpretation on them, yeah. and then put them into a story and characters where they don't, they shouldn't fit, but they do fit. I, yeah, totally. I, but, that, but that's what I would call a jukebox music, which is why, yeah. I like across the universe, I really like across the universe uses Beatles songs when they are thematically. That was next on here. Yeah, was it? They're thematically. You don't include Good. happy feet. Uh, you don't need to include happy feet. But the 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 actual story has nothing to do. I with mean, the George Beatles. Miller would prefer you didn't because he might kill himself if you do. Happy feet was it? Happy feet two. Happy feet two. Rest it's the wrestling one. It's either two or three. I've never seen any of the happy feet. Well, very quickly, happy Is feet. Is there a went, third one? I, well, then it must be happy feet two. Okay. But no way. Was it Surfs Up? There's definitely not a third one. Or Surfs Up two. We should have fucking done Happy Feet and Surfs Up on our Twinography episode. Yeah. Cause another one, 
Surf's Up 2 wrestle the John Cena, Undertaker, and somebody else have cameos. No, I don't know why. I was about to ask, but you don't know. Brad Pitt as well. It's Brad Pitt. He's in Happy Feet too. Oh my god! Yeah. I honestly, I have not seen any of the. I, I think I watched the end of Happy Feet once. The, the end of Happy Feet one, where one of the penguin dances, and it went on for about fifteen minutes. I swear. I think it's just watching it's this little Elijah animated. Elijah Wood and Robin Williams in those movies. Really. Oh, All I know is George Miller, director of the Mad Max films, was just like. I couldn't do another one because if I had to, I would have rather have killed myself. I'm just like, yep. That's how. Not that's this is the man who spent 12 years trying to get Fury Road made, and still he's like, can't do more Happy Feet. I'll happily do more Mad Max. Can't do more Happy Feet. Do you know why Bill Murray's in the Garfield films? Yeah, because he thought it, he thought <laughs> it was the, the Coen brothers. Cohen. One of the Coen brothers, but it's Jeff Cohen with a H, and he's just a fucking random screenwriter that nobody I think we've talked about of. that before in the podcast. Oh, it's such a good fact. Do you know what's what amazing is you and I are both, I think we've talked about that, I'm not sure, and every time I look over at Audioboy, he's either like nods or shakes his head, because he knows, he's got this encyclopedic knowledge of all the shit we've said to each other in this fucking train wreck of a thing. Next Duke's Boys Musical. Well, I want to know is, why is Across the Universe so much better than yesterday? Having You've seen them both, right? Yeah. What is, why is that one so much better? Um, I think because yesterday feels a bit self-congratulatory, and it's all about how amazing the Beatles are. And it's just, as we spoke about in the July movie roundup, it just feels like a fucking, hey, look how good it is, and everything turns out nice. Whereas Across the Universe... Across the universe, you could take out the songs. You'd need to replace them with scenes explaining what's happening. Because, for example, there's a scene where they go to a bowling alley, the main character and the, the, the love interest. And I've just seen a face starts playing. And then they act it out and the song and dance kicks off. And you could do that whole scene without I've just seen a face. And as long as you had a bit where... He, but it's exposition through the music. Yeah. As long as you had the exposition of him saying, development through the music. him saying, oh man, I think I'm falling in love with this girl. Mm. I still think the film would be enjoyable. It goes on a bit too long, but then that's probably artificially extended by the fact that they've got three minute songs every 10 minutes. <laughs> like, but yeah, I just like it. It's just a nice love story. Whereas yesterday was trite and unmot- unmotivational. Did you feel the same with Blinded by the Light where the music was unnecessary and had no character development or exposition the music played for the sake of music playing most of the time yeah, yeah okay and don't get me wrong Cross the Universe has a few moments of that because I'm going to talk about Cross the Universe the most because it's, it's it's one of the few juke, jukebox musicals I do really like but it still has those moments where uh, they do benefit of Mr. Kite at one point where the characters walk into it's a, a circus a it's a fucking bold choice. choice. They walk into a circus tent and Eddie Izzard appears as the does. ringmaster and he sings The Benefit of Mr. Kite. And that whole sequence is... It's just in there because they obviously wanted to do The Benefit of yeah. Mr. Kite. That's it. That's why a lot of these music biopics slash jukebox musicals are at this point. It's like, yeah. hey, this song is good. Let's have a scene happen so we can do that song. Sorry, the more I think about Across the Universe, that film's bonkers. Bono appears and sings I Am the Walrus at one point. That doesn't make me want to watch it. It's fucking... The more I think about it, there's a lot of celebrities that appear throughout that film. I mean, yeah, fucking, there's probably the options. Like, hey, be in this movie, you can sing a Beatles song. And they're like, okay. Yeah, sweet. Jimi Hendrix is in it. Well, no, it's not, sorry. It's a guy that's very... I was going to say, Jimi Hendrix was oh, definitely that not he, he plays Sgt. Peppers. Is oh, that where that scene's from? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, it's about them. Yeah, 
Has Jimi Hendrix in it? I think it, well, it's either Jimmy scene or it's a guy that's meant to be Jimmy Hendrix. Yeah, there's a guy because I was going to like when was this film made? Yeah, it was made in 2007. Yeah, yeah but de- it's a guy that's, it's a guy that's very <laughs> maybe his son. <laughs> very clearly inspired by Jimi Hendrix doing Jimi Hendrix stuff, mm-hmm. like the whole film. But yeah, um, are we, what else do you want to talk about, Gavin? I feel like we have Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Mamma Mia, fan, I don't know the Mama words. Mia is in the same camp as uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, which is, it is they're it, very different films. They are very different films. No, they are both absolute garbage in every single, from top to bottom garbage. And there's just some ABBA songs or some Queen songs that people like, and they think the movie's good because of that. It's not. It's just absolute garbage. There's movie. character development and exposition through the songs in Mamma Mia. Yeah, Piers Brosnan. Kills an animal live on camera <laughs> every what? time he opens his mouth. Oh right, <laughs> he's not the best singer in the world. Oh, we all he's going to be in. What's the movie he's just got cast in? Uh, oh, he's, do, he's doing. A, they're doing a Eurovision movie, and Pierce. Oh Brosnan, fuck yeah! Pierce Brosnan's been cast in that, and I'm like, as long as he's not singing, maybe he's playing Terry Wogan. Hopefully that's the case because he can't fucking sing. I like Mamma Mia. I love do, Mamma Mia. But I no, do we, you like the movie is... Mamma Mia or do you like? I like all of it. I'm not a huge fan of ABBA, but I like Mamma Mia. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's I know, but then it's this is where I get confused with the jukebox musical have musical a, argument. A troubled past with Mamma Mia because Mamma Mia feels like a musical to me. But then, I mean, what's the, film the difference? Is based on the musical Mamma. I know, Mia. but what's the difference? But in, what, like, I in my brain, I've got them compartmentalized across the universe. You use that word musical. a lot in this podcast. I do, I like it. And I never get it right the first time. No. And then I've got Mamma Mia as an actual musical, but a film version of the musical. But when I think about them right now, side by side, there's no difference. They're both just films that have a story and occasionally they have songs from a band. Fine. But I don't know, I just feel that Mamma Mia feels like a musical and Across the Universe doesn't. For me, in 19... 19- Let's go for 39, 1940. Uh, you remember that, yeah. The fondly. Nazis were height of their power. SS was just ploughing its way around, just using its... And the Gestapo, using its tactics to Gestapo. scare and get knowledge from people. And one of the ways they did that is they created the movie Mamma Mia. And then used that movie as one of the greatest torture devices of all time to uh, maim, kill and emotionally destroy their enemy. But it's so joyous. <laughs> it's not. It's so awful. It's so wonderfully joyous. It is fun. It's a fun film. Do you know what? People learn lessons along the way. Do you know what seems more fun to me than watching Mamma Mia? Watching Mamma Mia, here we go again. <laughs> Mamma Mia, dude. He got you there. No. <laughs> you know what fucked me off about Mamma Mia too? The fact that it had the most depressing ending in a movie I've ever seen. I mean, did it? Yeah. But the party goes ahead. But it's real sad. It's not the that bit sad. where like she's getting christened and stuff. Oh, they drown her. It's like <laughs> it's like it's supposed to be all like um feel good and it's like it doesn't matter, like, you know, she could raise this baby on her own and stuff. And it was just depressing. I don't remember that. I remember it being pretty so inspired. No, what fucked me off is Meryl Streep is it throughout all the trailers and then at the beginning of the film they go Oh yeah, she died. Oh uh, yeah. Can't this believe is the greatest movie ever made. Can't, then. can't believe that she died of cancer last year. Guess we're gonna have to do Mamma Mia two without her. And then Pierce Brosnan, uh, Colin Firth, Colin Firth, 
Stellan Skarsgård. Stellan Skarsgård. All go, don't worry, we're still here for you. And then the two friends turn up. And it's basically the first film again. Except there's a party. And uh, what's her name? Lily. James. Lily James. Jilly James is in it. Killing it. Jilly James. Jilly James. Jilly James. Is that a rap name? Hey, I'm Jilly James. I read a thing online the other day, which is your rap name is the colour shirt you're wearing and the last thing you ate. So I'm... I'm mustard mustard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm black macaroni cheese. That's a crap one. But I, mine's not better. Mine's black pesto pasta with mushroom. Oh, like you got the with, with mushroom. With mushroom. <laughs> that sounds nice, actually. It's pretty good. Mine is black mac and cheese with a wee bit of black cracked pepper. <laughs> um, In summary. Uh, <laughs> you keep going here. <laughs> I've got a few more you can talk about if you want. Go for it. Which is... We're getting up to speed. Romeo and Juliet. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's just a fucking music. That's not a jukebox ju- musical. How? Oh, because it uses song. popular songs. How is it not... a musical? What's the difference? Maybe music. Right. Maybe what a music. Maybe the difference between musicals. Musical is like The Lion King. Songs made for the film. Jukebox musical just is like ah fuck it. We're gonna trolls. Par example. Would oh wait no. Trolls got songs written for it. Yeah, trolls just, is on the Justin list. Timberlake the wrote songs for that thing. But then it uses other songs, right? What about oh, Smallfoot? Smallfoot's a musical. Okay. Not on this list. But not, Smallfoot. It's not on the list because Smallfoot had. Original songs written for it. I mean, I guess all the Disney Pixar films also have. Disney Pixar don't have songs in them usually. You dick. No, oh, that like Toy Story's got all the. You made a friend of me. But that was used. That was written for that. So, yeah. So they have songs written for them. Yeah, Toy Story. You get yeah. Toy Story has one song, two songs actually. But then Disney's got. A, the it's weird actually. Disney Pixar songs. They're usually like credit songs. You get Randy Newman at the beginning of Toy Story. You get that one at the end of uh, Monsters, Inc. Incredibles. And then the Disney films have tons of yeah. original music. Robin Hood and Little John are walking through the forest, laughing back and forth at what the other has to you say. You hear that uh, The Lion King has now a billion. taken over Frozen to be the highest grossing animated Disney film of all time. I mean, really? how? Which... Makes me think that we are definitely in the end times, uh, and I'm just gonna. Once we again, are in the dark. Well, here here's a question for you, Gavin. Hello. Did you see Frozen? No. Did you see The Lion King? Yes. Well, there you go. Hey, he's got a That's point. your answer right there. It's my Why fault. did you not see Frozen? It's your own fault. Why would I see Frozen? Because it's a fucking great film. Why it was you? better than The Lion King. It's a shit ton better than like. Like Frozen's I don't doubt a, that. I, Frozen's well, it's an better than the, film. the new Lion King. Yeah. It's not better than the original yeah, Lion King. Probably. Yeah. What do you mean, probably? Uh, I, you haven't seen Frozen. You can't actually come Oh, I can it. see it. I can see it with great authority. You can't. Yes, I can. You haven't seen it. Yeah, I can see it. And the thing is, I know you so well. If you did, if I sat you down and made you watch Frozen, at the end of it, you'd go, meh, didn't enjoy it. Because you you'd, for, you'd force yourself to not enjoy it. You, you have a black I just, heart I just like really the don't care about most of the Disney films that come out these days. Two sizes too small. Fro- Frozen's a cool... Frozen is a... Is the closest representation you're going to get to in a, a good classic Disney film. Everything in Frozen is in pff, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King. Engaging characters, engaging songs, and a goofy sidekick. Oh, you know how I love those goofy sidekicks. Aladdin has the genie, a boot, and one. carpet. It has three goofy sidekicks. And I enjoy those goofy sidekicks. The Lion King has Zazu. I did not enjoy Zazu. The original? Never enjoyed He's Zazu. All right I've never original. enjoyed Zazu. Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. Timon, you can't say The Lion King's a great film and then not enjoy three of the main parts of it. 
I mean, yeah, I'll give you yes, Timon and Pumbaa. Yes, Zazu, no. Okay, fine. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, Lumiere. No, absolutely not. not Lumiere's that. a fucking masterpiece of cinema. Cogsworth. <laughs> Good God. No. Lumiere and Cogsworth. When Cogsworth gave him the tour, yeah. and he goes, this is from the Baroque uh, period, and as I always like to say, if it's not Baroque, don't fix it. And he turns around, and Bell and Lumiere have just fucked off because he's boring. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, As I love to do in all of these podcasts, I'll just say it. <laughs> Apart from the movement of that movie, the Beauty and the Beast animated film, because I never saw the live action one, pretty not good. Pretty not good. Oh, get out of this pretty fucking flat. How are you saying that? 2012's Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect's a fucking baller as well. I've never seen any of Never seen it because it's got a female cast and it looked like a girly film and I don't watch girly films. Said Gary, not me. I've, I've seen all these. Here's my story with Pitch Perfect. I attempted to watch the first one, then got too grossed out by all the vomiting and decided never to watch them again. <laughs> There's so much vomiting. Is there a lot of vomiting Isn't in that movie? Yeah. I don't remember that much. You start with vomiting and there's a whole scene. I know there's a whole scene in which... People just keep throwing up, and then someone is just like making a snow angel and vomit in this thing. And I'm like, that's that movie. Disgusting. This, I do not remember. I have any never of seen that. Pitch yeah. Perfect, but this sounds like you watched a snuff film. No, this is bait called Pitch Perfect. This happens in this film. Did you watch Hostel? Maybe you, you watched Hostel. Because <laughs> there's a lot of throwing up in that. Keep going. Yeah, Sunshine on Leith. I didn't see it's it. More of, yeah. Uh, Jersey Boys, Walking on Sunshine, Pitch Perfect I 2. Can't Jersey Boys was directed by Clint Eastwood. Straight out of Compton. Was it? Uh, yeah, it was. Straight out of Compton, again, the music by a big problem. Great actors, good performances. It spans too much time, it gets lost, and you just don't care by the end. Also, it's got so many wanky scenes where they say the song title. Yeah. And then they like practically the, wink at the, the camera. The thing where they're, like, they're all in the sound booth, he's like, hey, that's a, that's a pretty good song. What are you going to call it? And then it's just, fuck the Paul. It's just like, okay, well, you, yeah, we got yeah. it. Yep. Okay. The, the, my favourite one. I, I, we definitely have talked about this. Is the they're in the car and he's like, "Hey man, you want some of this blunt?" And he's like, "Yeah, man." <laughs> oh damn, son! He's like, "Yeah, man, it's the chronic." And then, <laughs> oh fuck, it's not Snoop Dogg. It's oh, fucking whoever's in that film and goes, "Get us back to the recording studio right now!" <laughs> fucking fuck driving off. Da, 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 fuck da, da, da. off, man! It's about the chronic. Yeah, Shreya Compton was massively overrated. Yeah. The music's good, of course. Never kind of up to date, essentially, yeah. You got, we've mentioned everything else. What about your favourite movie of all time, The Greatest Showman? Does that count? That's, uh, that's a, a regular musical. Just so that everyone's aware out there. But. Audio Boy's favourite movie of all time, the movie that he will live and die for. Is it the he Greatest will Showman? spend every waking moment talking about, Personally, thinking about, living, like experiencing, the is The Greatest Showman. If you ever want to have a conversation with Audio Boy about The Greatest Showman, please do it because he loves that movie so fucking much. He loves it. I think it glorifies a bad person. P.T. Barnum. Yeah. What a fucking name, though. It's not your real name. I don't know. Oh. I don't know where to go after that. Is it this point you said, what was your real name? What was his real name? Stan. Was it? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was Arnhem. Arnhem. Leon. Arnhem Barnum. Arnhem, Arnhem Zola. Barnum. My name's Arnhem Barnum and I'm here to show you a little show. Uh, however, on that point, this is the one thing I was going to say at the very beginning of this episode and then we talked about a lot of different things that I forgot until right now. 
The Greatest Showman is the exact reason you're getting all these musicals you hate because The Greatest Showman did really well. Um, it did stupidly well. Stupidly well. Everyone Not loved La La it. Not La Land. Uh, well, even that. No, so I think before it. Was La La Land before The Greatest Showman? Yeah. Yeah, well, regardless. Greatest Showman is the reason because Greatest Showman appealed to the masses, had a soundtrack that sounded like it was written by half of Take That and... Audio Boy's favourite uh, music writing duo for all these movies currently. Who did the duo that did Great Showman? Pasek and Paul. Yeah. Yeah, them too. And it's just fucking. It was just it's like the most generic lyrics with the most basic beat, and it's just so easy for people to just listen to. It oh yeah, totally. Like this is the thing. I was like, I, I'll, I'll stand up for it in a degree because I came out of Great Showman. I was like, man, that those songs were so fucking good. And then I sung to Hannah about it. She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should listen to them. I was like, yeah, we should. And we never have. We've never, not even once, gone into Spotify and listened to them because I realized they weren't good, but they were catchy. And that doesn't, thing, those two things are not synonymous. Very different. Like, it's a catchy <laughs> song and it's a good song. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Do the summary. Let's get, the, I'm fucking ill. Uh, I told you I'd perk up, though. I know it's true. You, did, you, you rallied. Uh, yeah, these <laughs> movies, uh, stop, please. Uh, that's all I have to say. I've just, I mean, for like, Blinded by the Light, it's fine. It's not offensive. I wasn't. I wasn't sitting there like, I need to get out. The film's too long. It's under two hours, but it feels like it's way over yeah. two hours. I'm just like, but it's it's such a nothing movie. Yeah. Yesterday, it's fine. It's not offensive. It's too long. But I walked out of being like, this is a nothing movie. Yeah. Rocketman, it's fine, but it's a nothing. Just this trend. I was like, these movies come out, and if you take the music away, they are nothing movies with nothing to say. And That's I'm the so, point. so bored of them. What they should do from now on is make a film don't bank on the songs. You make your film. If your film's good, you can add in some songs. You will then need to trim it down in other places and that would sacrifice the integrity of the movie, though. And then that's what you end up getting. Is and then you end up way back where you started. With all these movies. Where you they might just... as well have just written the songs and then gone around them. Mm. It's a tough gig. It's almost like they're these, just... These music films. Because currently what they're working Maybe on... Maybe we shouldn't be so harsh on them. No, I'm fine being harsh on them. They deserve it. <laughs> uh, I think what they're working on a Elvis Presley biopic. Oh, fuck. Uh, Johnny Cash, another one. It's alright. We've got another like three years, and then they'll everyone will stop going to see them because people stop fucking caring. The only one I want, and I want them to do this, is I need them to do a David Bowie biopic, but Tilda Swinton played David Bowie. That's what I need. Were they not going to do that? That rings a bell. That sounds like that's something they were going to do. Nah, it's, I think it's kind of in limbo. Do you know well, that David also Bowie had that. two different coloured eyes? But it's not because he was born that way. It's because he got punched in the face. I did not know that. David Bowie punch up changed his eye colour. I wish I got punched in the face. Then a lollipop went in his eye and made him blind. It can be arranged. <laughs> you wonder if you were going to go for it. They're also doing a Prince biopic as well. Prince Ali. Uh, nope, just Prince. The, the, or the artist formerly known as Prince. Ali and Bois Bois. But yeah, all, the, all these films will get... Uh, and who's going to play Prince exactly? I don't know if they've released casting for it's that. Prince, but it's Prince, but Prince I want to put... Are they going to do it like um, the movie... I want to say signs, but I don't think that was that. Where you just don't see him on screen at any point. They're definitely not going to do that. Oh, uh, Phil. No. Apocalypse Now. I'm seeing that tomorrow. You don't see Marlon Brando, do you? Cause well, yeah, but that's for very specific reasons, which is <laughs> he showed up 150 pounds overweight, and he was supposed to be this emaciated, like, killer in the middle of the <laughs> Vietnam jungle. That's a change the whole film. And so he showed up just. Under what would be considered obese, and uh, Francis Ford Coppola is like, "What the fuck? Are you? Why? What?" And so they just had to shoot the entire scene with him bathed in darkness, and it actually worked out really well because the effect 
in that that scene where Marlon Brando is so good. But it's still, I just love that story where Marlon Brando is just like. Does I was not telling give a Dave fuck. about this when we went to cinema the other day because that uh, the Apocalypse Now trailer came on, yeah. and I was just telling Dave about all the fucking stories of uh, Marlon Brando so, like, near the end of his career when he just had given up g- giving any fucks about yeah. anything. He's like I'm Marlon Brando. Do you know about these? Here's a couple for you. We can sign off the episode with this. My two favorite ones. The classic one that most people know is that he didn't learn any of his lines for The Godfather 2. Nope. So there's so, the, the screenshots. So every scene, every time the camera would cut to Marlon Brando, the people he was in the scene with would open their jackets and they would have all of his lines stapled to their inside jackets and he'd just read them off because he just refused to learn it. There's some amazing images out there that you can Google <laughs> of just like actors standing around on set and they've just got these big pieces of paper just stapled to their costumes. My favourite story though, favorite Marlon Brando being a fucking because he just turned, he was just got he's just a punk he just didn't give a fuck and he was so big that he knew that he could pull off whatever the fuck he wanted uh the isle mysterious case of I, of Dr Moreau or the island of Dr Moreau yeah, yeah. you heard about this yep. turns up on set day 1 and they're like right Marlon cheers for coming in mate um could you come do your acting he's like yeah sweet um turns out, comes out of his green room <laughs> he's got a bucket on his head like an ice bucket. And they're like, what are you doing? He's like, this is my costume now. And they go, all right, well, it's not. And he's like, all right, well, I'll walk. And they go, fuck, well, he's literally the only reason we're making this movie. Can't let him walk. So then day two or week two, whatever fuck it is, there's like a, there's a little person helping on set. (laughs) And he goes, you've seen it, the fucking spittoon. He points at the little person and goes, I want him to be my sidekick. And they go, Marlon, he's not a sidekick. He's he's just the camera guy. And he's like, nah, he's going to be my sidekick. So he gets one of them baby harnesses, carries him around for the whole film and just has, he just fucking makes him his sidekick. And then the icing on this fucking cake of madness, the end of the film, Marlon Brando, they finally get to filming the scenes and Marlon Brando's evil scientist has to press a button which kills all of the creations. And Marlon Brando goes, I'm not doing that. My character should be the hero. And they say, no, no, you're you're literally the villain of this film. You can't, you can't just change it now. And he's like, well, I walk. So they fucking rewrote and changed the final scene Holy so he didn't shit. have to be the villain. And you've not even scratched the surface of the <laughs> madness that was the making of the island of Doctor Moreau because this film not only had Marlon Brando at the height of his not giving a fuck, it also had Val Kilmer at the height of not giving a fuck to the point where the director of this film was either quit or fired and. Instead of him just going home, they were filming in uh, this kind of jungle area. He just ran off into the jungle and they brought in this new director and they continued filming. And the director would come out of the jungle to sabotage the production of the movie and then go back into the jungle. So, like, the entire production of this movie was a shit show from just top. a plague. Like, Val Kilmer would, like, he would come into scenes and he's like, I don't know how the dialogue is, so I've rewrote my lines for this one. And he would just deliver these lines. He's like, no, this does, this is not how this scene works. Like, this is how I want my character to be presented. And you've got Marlon Brando strapping midgets to himself. He's like, this fucking... Like, <laughs> here's what I would recommend. I want you to watch The Island of Dr. Moreau. And then and after you've done that, you watch the documentary about the making of The Island of Dr. Moreau. Because the oh, documentary fuck. is incredible. It's one of the greatest documentaries I've ever watched in my life about the making of the island of Dr. Moreau with the fucking, the previous director's hiding in trees (laughs) while they're filming this movie. 
It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> That's a perfectly. Of, what the fuck was he eating out there? Like, I love that he's like he's hiding probably... in the jungle, living off the land, just so he can oh, fuck he's, with the new director. He's, he's probably just stealing from craft services. <laughs> he's just living off bagels uh, and orange juice. Guys, that's our fucking musical episode. I'll see you later. Bye. Thanks for listening. Outro time. Uh, Thank you for listening to whatever that. We have no idea what, how that's going to turn out, so we'll, we'll find out. But <laughs> if you're if you liked what you heard, uh, follow us on some of the social medias. Jump over to Twitter and follow us at Meandering Pod. Search for us on Ugh. Facebook and Instagram. Just search for the Meandering Movie Podcast. Uh, give us a wee like, follow, share, wh- whatever you, whatever do. you want to uh, do. Send us a review, guys, and send us a message. Send, send, let's, let's hear from you. Uh, we want to hear give us from topic our suggestions because some days, like today, where we Gary was sick and I didn't, I had an idea. We shouldn't have recorded today. I we should have just that. given it a week. I told you that. But and then yeah, sort of this idea of oh, let's do a musical episode, and it turned into the Island of Doctor Moreau. So there you go. Uh, so yeah, jump over to give us suggestions on one of those social medias. Give us a wee email, meanderingmoviepodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, Jump over to Twitch and follow Gary over there, Pixel Cafe. I think you can now follow. subscribe. You can subscribe. subscribe if you want to pay me money to play video games, you If can you've got come. a Prime subscription, then you can, you can freely free. subscribe. Gary sees money from that, but Twitch pays him, not you. So that's quite good. It's a fucking, it's a deal for everyone. Uh, yeah. And you get a sweet little emote. Yeah, you get a emote. Uh, and it helps everyone out. Uh, Mainly So me. yeah, thank you for listening. Cheers, gang. We're sorry. We love you, Meandering Movie Podcast gang. Bye. Bye. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. So won't you.